Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Utah Liberty Talk. This is Tyson David Reese. How are you guys doing today? Hope you guys are having a good day. Um, it's, yeah, it's been about a month since I had an episode out. Um, did political dysfunction with Hunter. Um, I, and I'm just going to be honest, it's been a crazy month um, with this new position I got with uh, Young Americans for Liberty. Um, and then uh, I was in Nashville for Free Your Future Fest for Students for Liberty. And then I had a training at the end of the month in Boise. And it's just been crazy. Um, <laughs> But now I'm getting back on schedule again. My schedule is always changing, right? Always something new coming up. So um, I'm getting back on schedule. Uh, Sunday mornings are going to be the deal. Hopefully, I'm going to try and do it at least every other week. Um, maybe I'll do it every week um, because uh, I just want to put out more content. It's 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 all around better to put out more stuff. So every week is going to be the goal, but <laughs> every other week is uh, the bare minimum. I'm hoping, gosh, uh, it's kind of hard sometimes to stay on top of it. Um, anyways. Um, today is November 7th, and today is the National Day of Remembrance. Well, not national. It's not national. It used to be kind of recognized nationally. Um, in the state of Utah, it is, uh, and, and in other states, but I don't really care about them. Um, in the state of Utah, it is recognized as a, a day of remembrance for the victims of communism. And I believe that is because this is the, this is the anniversary of the Bolshevik Revolution. Um, so this is the day that was chosen for that. Um, and um, I forget how many years ago it was, um, but I think it's a pretty appropriate day uh, for me to talk about uh, why communism is so horrible and the dangers of big government. Not only the dangers of big government in general, but the dangers of big government uh, when they own the means to life and they own the means to your livelihood and um, your ability to survive. Um so I want to start off by talking about what communism is, um, because a lot of people like they kind of confuse communism and socialism. Um, and usually, like in a lot of ways, like communists will talk about like how oh, real communism hasn't been tried yet. That's kind of true, because the idea is just so freaking ridiculous. <laughs> you could never really actually try it out. So they're always they'll always be like, well, it's, it's socialism or, you know, state variants of whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, usually communism and socialism, like back before about 20 years ago, um, they were they were pretty interchangeable. Um, you know, the, the Chinese Communist Party, they called themselves socialists as well. Uh, the USSR, um, it was the Soviet Socialist uh, Republic, United Soviet Socialist Republic or something like that. Um, so uh, they, they use socialism. And this is something that... Uh, now, Gorbachev talked about as well um, in the uh, the plan that he came up with, which I forget what it was. Um, but the socialism and communism were pretty interchangeable. Um, and there's a few reasons for that, because, um, yeah, like communism has never been tried. And people say that like communism is good on paper, but it doesn't work. Socialism is good on paper, but doesn't work. Um, and I wouldn't even say socialism is good on paper. Um, but between the two, socialism is better on paper than communism. Um, if you look at if you look at communism on paper, which we're gonna discuss today, um, oh my gosh, it is just it is just ridiculousness. Like honestly, um, the the entire concept is flawed. Uh, it makes zero sense, and there's no way to enforce it. Um, it's it's just mind boggling. It's 
absolutely insane. Um, anyways, so, um, well, I guess I'm going to go right into that now, right? What is communism? Uh, communism is not socialism. Communism is basically uh, the belief in zero property. Socialism, you usually have belief in some property, right? Everything in communism is public property. Um, you do not own your smartphone. You do not own your house. You do not own your food. I do not own this equipment I'm recording on and the laptop I'm putting this onto. Um, you do, I do not own my firearms, which that's actually dangerous considering that many communists are actually uh, very pro-gun. <laughs> that's kind of whack. Um, but yeah, if you like a certain gun and you want to <laughs> get that gun, don't die communism. Y'all got to share the guns. Um, see these blankets I have in here? They aren't mine. Um, this tablet isn't mine. This tablet isn't mine. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, in communism, nothing is like actually yours. And the concept behind it, which <laughs> when Murray Rothbard talks about communism, uh, he talks about how um, the enforcement of it and, and you know, the ideas of like property and stuff like that. And, uh, and I'd recommend this book to anyone uh, for a new liberty, the libertarian manifesto by Murray Rothbard. Um, that has got to be my favorite book of all time. Um, but he talks about um, how communism uh you basically end up needing a state to enforce anything. But what it basically is, is um, each person in the world, right? Each quote individual in the world owns an equal share of every other person in the world and their property. <laughs> I'm just going to let that sit for a sec. Each person in the world owns an equal share of every other person and their property. How does that work? How does this work? How are you? Okay, so let's talk about, let's say that we even try to do this, okay? And we're not even going to talk. So, okay, you're going to have, we're going to go ahead and talk about how this is enforced with the government and without a government because there are both sides of the political compass, you know, when it comes to communism, right? So we're going to talk about how this is enforced with the government. Um, because it's going to be the easiest to explain, really. And it, granted, it'll allow me to give the anarchist side of it the benefit of the doubt, um, because it's always easier to see how, um, you know, objectively how things can play out, um, you know, with the government to maintain the rules, assuming that that's their job. You know, they never do that, but assuming that's their job. Um, so, okay, so we're going to say that you have a specific people that are to enforce every person's equal share of um, shares in other people and other people's property. The, and you already create an enforcement oligarchy. So like, basically, as soon as you create a government with <laughs> this concept, you've defeated the point. Um, it's, it's basically like you cannot like work it with government. Right. And now the interesting thing is, is like, you know, I'll talk about like without government and really it's just an ideology. Like it's a social paradigm that you're basically going to have to have stick without government um, for that to be people's goals and how they go about their lives. Um, but the, the ironic thing is, is anarcho-communists would say, well, yeah, capitalism is, is um, <laughs> capitalism can work with the government. So basically, um Capitalism is less anarchist than communism. And my counter argument to that would be um, if there's a state, the state is going to intervene with the money. That's how it works. If there's a state, there has to be taxation. 
So you already are infringing on capitalism. So um, capitalism is not <laughs> compatible with the state either um, because the state requires funds and they always derive those funds from extortion and theft. So that's already a property violation. So um, no, capitalism is not, um, you're not able to have real capitalism with the state either. Um, not to mention that the state has other regulations they'll always put forth, but SSM plus one is just taxation. You're immediately, immediately incompatible, just like that. So um, you, you're automatically on both of those things. Like you bring up one issue and it just pretty much disproves the entire philosophy um, and its compatibility with the state. So um, moving out of that, let's talk about how communism would work without a state. So um, anarcho-communism, right, which is the, the black and red flag you might see with like Antifa and stuff like that. Um, it basically like just reinforces that it has to be a social paradigm and that's what people believe in. Um, it's, it's just an ideological army or cult, if you will, um, or group. Um, maybe army and cult were a little too, a little too, uh, on the point. I don't know. Um, but it's, you basically have to have people like agree that like, this is what we're going to do. Right. The, the problem is, and this is what, <laughs> this is kind of why sometimes I like come back cause I'm an anarchist. Right. But this is why sometimes I like to come back anarchy a little bit because I'll see anarcho-capitalists and anarcho-communists and mutualists and egoists you know, fight about stuff. And, um, and we can talk about this, this stuff too, um, in other episodes, maybe I'll do an episode on like the different types of anarchy. Um, but anyways, so, um, you have, you know, mainly anarcho-communists and anarcho-capitalists arguing about, um, these things. And, um, ultimately, right. In an anarchist society, you're just pointing out ideologies within a society with no state. So you're just basically talking about an agreement between people to like abide by specific rules. Um, and so the interesting thing that ends up playing out would be um, you're going to have the anarcho-communists and the anarcho-capitalists fighting over property and how it's controlled. And that's what anarchy is going to be. Um, and you're going to have the mutualists and the egoists getting involved doing the same things. But that's what anarchy is, right? That's the standard, like, what you think about art. anarchy is, like, everyone fighting over everything. And that's exactly what it's going to be, is the anarcho-capitalists are going to be like, oh, yeah, well, if you want to communize my property, why don't you take it from me? And the communists are going to be like, okay, we're going to take your property. And if you want to capitalize, and it's not even like capitalists care to go and retrieve someone else's property against their will to capitalize on it. Basically, what it is, is it's going to be individuals having to protect their property um, from other people that wish to seize it, <laughs> which is kind of like, you know, if you don't have cops and there's a burglar in your house, it's basically what anarchy is going to be. Right. So, um, and it's not even like necessarily that cops make a difference with that, but my point, or you don't have a law to say that's illegal, I suppose. Right. So um, <laughs> it's going to, it's interesting to kind of like think about how it makes like a full circle a little bit there, because a lot of like, I think a lot of anarchists kind of overlook that. And like, I'm still an anarchist, like besides that, because, um, you know, some people don't think that their property is worth defending. I frankly disagree. Um, the things that I work for are me. They're the things that I put my energy and efforts into are me. So yeah, I definitely find those things worth fighting for. Um, with that being said though, my point is, is that like you, you are, 
you're going to have people with ideological differences that are going to fight. And, and actually, in some ways, it kind of even makes me think of like, like religious battles, like the Crusades and stuff like that. Um, it's just, it's kind of, it's primitive, right? Like it brings, it brings, um, brings humanity back, I guess, in some ways when it comes to uh, sophistication. Now, I hope that, you know, we might have a, like a few years of this and then people are like, all right, this is ridiculous. Like, let's localize this or, you know, demographically change this. So there's no conflict. I think those humans are smart enough and uh, understanding the consequence of, of war enough to understand that. Right. But um, yeah, just, just a wee bit of an interesting scenario I predict it would bring up. Um, with that being said, though, communism being enforced that way, it's you're just basically going to have people that all mutually agree that like that like yes we share everything i'm sorry but like if, if i was ever going to be married if i'm ever going to be married my wife is my wife like and granted she has her own choices but like i'm definitely not open to sharing her so i mean that's i think it's kind of also where like you get these like anarcho-communist cucks and stuff like that um <laughs> because it's just like oh we gotta share everything um yes i get it she has her own choices all right but that doesn't mean that she doesn't get consequences from this partnership for behavior. All right. Gosh. Anyways. Um, but yeah, I'm not down to share that. I'm not down to share like basically a lot of my stuff. Like I'm, I, I'm a decently generous person. Um, particularly for the people that are close to me, but even, even not so, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a decently generous person. Like I try and do good where I can. Um, and, and I think that, uh, it would be a lot easier without taxes, but, um, I try and do good where I can, and um, with that being said, I'm pretty reasonable about it, but what's mine is mine, so yeah, like I worked for it, I picked it, <laughs> get out of here. The thing is about communism is there's no individuality in it, right, which is where, um, this is where like the, mainly the root issue of it lies, it's, it's a fraudulent ideology for that reason, actually. Um, I remember uh, <laughs> I saw this meme of, uh, well, it must have been the, um, Madagascar, like the movie, um, there's like a, one of the little, uh, animals on there crying, and it was like, uh, <laughs> when, when, uh, when leftists, uh, finally achieve communism and they get assigned to the Alaskan coal mines instead of teaching lesbian dance theory from their studio, free studio apartment. <laughs> And I just thought that was hilarious because, like, honestly, I don't, I don't really know how they expect this to go, right? With communism, right? If everyone owns an equal share of another person, then how, how? I mean, how does it even work in terms of the nature? Does that mean every single person in the world is making my decisions for me except me, and then, ev then, then I put in that fraction of a say, like that minuscule sliver of a say, into everyone else's? Like what they do, like how does that even work? Like my brain is directly controlling this body. Like all the communists in the world could say punch yourself right now, and I wouldn't do it just just because like I don't have to. Um, and that's frankly, it's against like the laws of nature. Like it just does not work that way. Like I don't know, like if I really need to like explain it more than that because I think like you guys can see, like it just does not work like that. <laughs> like these people do not control my body. These people do not control how I breathe, how I eat, whatever. Um, what I say, that's a big thing, right? So you, are you telling me that like, 
you know, my vocal cords aren't my property. So like, I can't just like say anything because everyone else owns my vocal cords. That's kind of ridiculous, right? Like, and you're going to tell me that like everyone owns that equal share of another person, like, but you don't own yourself. So, I mean, it, it literally just doesn't even work. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. And uh, this is why I'm like, this is why I say like communism is ridiculous, like even on paper, like <laughs> this is just the dumbest stuff ever. Um, and well, people are like, well, on paper doesn't talk about the enforcement of, and I'm like, yeah, well, it doesn't talk about the enforcement of, I think it does for sure. But, um, because how does anything work if you don't talk about how it's actually going to play out? But even with that being said, if you're not going to talk about the enforcement of it, um, it still is not compatible with the laws of nature. So it does, it makes zero sense, like whatsoever. It makes absolutely no sense. And I also want to bring up um, some of the differences between communism and socialism um, that are often overlooked, right? Because when you talk about like communism, um, like I hate to be this guy, but like, yeah, like real communism has been tried and then it hasn't. And this is because of the nature of the state, right? So like as soon as you basically implement a state into communism, right? You have communism and then the state in order to enforce communism. And then it topples down like the second that you had a state. So like, yes, real communism has been tried. The only problem is, is the indefinite result of that has, has always, uh, you know, it's played out, right? I mean, real communism has been tried. The only reason why people think that it hasn't is because it didn't have the result that they expected, but it had the indefinite result that communism will always end up being. And that is an extremely powerful oligarchy um, that basically has the power to enforce any rules on society in the name of society. Wow. <laughs> it kind of sounds like something we have going on right now. Um, an oligarchy that imposes rules on society in the name of society or in the name of the good of society, uh, for society. It is, uh, it's quite ridiculous. So that's what, uh, communism ended up being, right? Obviously when we think about communism, we think about communist Russia and the USSR, um, so let's talk about, um, let's talk about Lenin. I mean, I'm not super big on Lenin, mostly because like most of the bad stuff happened to Stalin and Lenin was very like, I think the, okay, let me, cause I'm going to try and dig this out of my brain here because, um, Lenin was very, um, like supportive ideology, ideologically of communism, um, but Lenin was not the same, like Lenin's foreign policy was pretty passive and granted Stalin's was too. Um, but Lenin was like, I would say like probably even more passive than Stalin. Um, not by much, but just like a hair because like Lenin ideologically supported communism. Stalin, like he was pretty... Like compared to the United States, he was pretty passive um, when it came to like how how communist Russia interacted with the countries around them and how they got involved in foreign affairs. But the difference is is that like Stalin was more apt to make moves um, to um, in the best interest of the Soviet Union than Lenin was. Like if there was a neighboring country that was like becoming violently anti-communist. Um, Stalin was a lot more likely to do something about it um, if there was not some sort of pact to uh, for that nation to kind of support communism. And Lenin was very like Lenin like really didn't care all that much. 
Like Lenin was really mostly focused, I think, on the operation of communism within Russia and making sure that Russia could prove as an example to communism to other nations around the world. So I think it was a little bit different of a philosophy. I don't know if you could hear me there, but I, I was saying that I just see all my little sound waves there. It got smaller. Um, like very small, but I was just saying that Lenin uh, was, I think, more focused on making Russia an example of communism to the world. Um, and I think that Stalin was just much more eager to kind of like uh, make it a prominent superpower, which is also kind of why I think that communism failed in the way that it did is because, and, and now, I mean, we're, don't get me wrong, like the United States and Russia, like r r communism fell because of we haven't had the same collapses as the Soviet Union did, right? We just have this massive bubble of inflation. But, like, the United States and communism just basically got in a dick-measuring contest and decided that they were going to try and spend as much money as they could to outswag each other for no reason and to accomplish really nothing. But um, the, the space race, right? I mean, we know this. Uh, <laughs> it's... <laughs> we basically drove drove the Soviet Union to, to the point of collapse. And, um, and the Soviet Union basically, like, in a lot of ways, drove us to this massive cost bubble that we have. The other thing that drove us to where we are now is, like, foreign affairs. Um, I'd say that the national debt would be, like, drastically minimized if we didn't have the same foreign policy that we do. Um, so you can kind of compare that, I guess, to like uh, the way that Lenin did things. The United States definitely searches abroad in names of its own national security to like monitor and police other countries. That is something that really like Lenin didn't do. Stalin didn't do nearly as much as the United States does. Um, <clears throat> anyways, I'm not here to bag on the United States right now, right? I'm here to bag on communism. So even though we are freaking communist, not actually. That's such a that's such a exaggerated statement. <laughs> but um anyways i lenin did not like he was not known for the atrocities that stalin was known for and i don't think that like it really takes all that much i think that like basically what happens right is you have, i mean power corrupts absolute power corrupts absolutely like and that's undeniable that always happens so basically you have um you have Lenin um, and then Stalin, and as Stalin like steps into these new shoes, um, he's got like basically massive amounts of powers because he's in the oligarchy that oversees these people, right? Um, hello, because that's what government is, right? Like it's a massive amount of powers, um, and basically like Stalin, by law, like moved to remove basically everything that could individualize someone so like sexuality gone religion gone the arts gone like the only media gone like the only arts um the only arts that they had were like state propaganda arts showing how happy everyone should be um this guy like <laughs> it's so funny too because it was like so i mean i don't even i mean you, you know you would Actually, there's like massive spread of time between when when Stalin was in power and when um, <laughs> and when um, Marx was popular. I mean, we're talking like a hundred years here, so um, you know that's a big industrial revolution that you have between that time. But um, in the propaganda, they're not using a hammer and sickle. But I just figured that'd be funny because. That was basically the point in time where they were at. And I'm sure that many of them actually were um, just because of how 
how how poor Soviet Russia was when it came to the quality of life for the people there. And this is something that I think Gorbachev even talked about. Gosh, I better look this up because this is gonna this is literally gonna kill me if I don't if I don't figure this out. Um, what was Gorbachev's policy? Um, Glasnost. Um, yeah, yeah, I suppose so. I thought it started with a T. Um, I'm going to read this. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Glasnost. And then what I was what I was familiar with was uh, Perestroika. Um, but yeah, it's basically like the Soviet like government being like, all right, look, if we're going to, if we're going to do this whole socialism thing, like if we're really going to try to like, you know, make socialism work, then we have to like actually try and be a good government <laughs> because we've been a horrible government. Um, I mean, look, I mean, like we don't even have like toasters, <laughs> basic stuff like that. Um, so yeah, the Soviet Union like undeniably was struggling and Gorbachev pretty much like pointed that out. And then, um, from there, yeah, yeah, they basically decided to, like, be more open. Um, with that being said, though, like, that was, it took, until Gorbachev, which is at, like, 88, I think, um, from all the way, like, the time to Stalin to, like, restore individuality to the, to the people and allow them to, like, watch different media. Not state media was crazy, right? We're kind of lucky. We also kind of do have state-controlled media. Um, anyways, um, so with that being said, um, Stalin like moved, went to remove everything that like created an individual, and like to me that would just be absolutely devastating because, like, I'm sorry, but like I do not like like people enough on this earth to be <laughs> to be willing to conform to everyone else like that would make me sick to my stomach honestly like the majority of people right like first of all let's just take and this is not me coming at anybody so don't come at me with this okay but like i like to keep myself healthy i, I try to go to the gym pretty often like you know a few times a week i'm actually this is some don't quote me on this and don't shut this down my throat if i don't end up being able to make it happen but i'm trying to go to the gym every single day during the month of december Maybe not Christmas Day. It depends on if they're open. But I swear to you, if the gym is open on Christmas Day, well, I'll freaking be there. Um, but anyways, I'm going to try and do that. But um, anyways, um, what should we call that? A little bit off topic here. Like, uh, you know, you got No Not November for November, which I'm doing. Still going strong in a week into it. Um, no questions asked, bro. But um, let, let me think about this for a sec. Destroy... I think you say destroy delts December, but that's kind of like a, I don't know. What's a, you could say destroy the devil December because lazy hands are the, lazy hands are the, idle hands are the devil's workshop, right? Um, hmm. If anyone comes up with a good way to, <laughs> to come up with a challenge, DDD, how to get in the gym every day of December, um, Destroy depression December. That's it. That's it. Destroy depression December. That's how you do it. You go to the gym. Yep. That's it. That's it. Destroy depression December is where you go to the gym every single day. That's how we're gonna do it. We're making that. We're making that a thing. Um. Anyways, I'm gonna try and do that. But my point is with that is right. America obviously has an obesity problem. America has heart problems. Um. America's not healthy, right? And so. 
that's just like where I run like, yeah, see, like, this is one of the examples of where I wouldn't want to share. America, in a lot of ways, is lazy. Now, in a lot of ways, America's not lazy, but that's the great thing, right? We're allowed to be individuals. Um, hmm, hmm. So, yeah, um, like my goals, like my goals are not to be, like, and this is the great thing about capitalism in comparison to communism, right? Is in communism, it's like your individual, it, and frankly, there's there's two like really big reasons why communism can't work and it can't be like any sort of effective or efficient system, right? The first one is it kind of leads into the second one a little bit. But the first one is because there's no individuality, you're not allowing people to like capitalize, get that word there, capitalize on what they're good at. So basically, like maybe there is a demand in the market for lesbian dance theory right? <laughs> but you're not allowed to go and capitalize on that and put forth your skills to the market because um, you're needed in the coal mines. <laughs> so, um, and, and maybe there are people that want to, you know, work in the coal mines and what do they do? They're stuck states in lesbian dance theory. <laughs> um, that, that's not likely, but that's, you know, that's besides the point. The point is, is that you're going to have people that are, um, you know, individuals that are more apt and more effective at doing some things. And then you're going to have other people, individuals more apt and more successful and better at other things. Like that's just how it works. You can't tell me that <laughs> the NFL would be as fun if I was in it instead of Lamar Jackson. Like, you just can't tell me that. Like, that is just, well, it, assuming that we even have sports for entertainment, right? But that's besides the point. Um, you can't tell me, you can't tell me that you can just stick me, right? Well, I, that's actually a horrible example because um, I definitely could do that better than that person. Um, hmm. What's some? Oh my gosh, this is horrible. Um, you can't stick me as the CEO of Walmart and expect me to, like, do a decent job, right? You can't, you can't, there, you can't expect, you can't stick anyone in the office of the president and expect them to do a decent job, right? Um, so my point is, is that you have individual things that, like, you get to build towards, and communism, like, basically doesn't, it does not allow for that, and it doesn't allow for you to um, capitalize on what you're good at, basically, ultimately, and definitely making everyone miserable, is no one's doing what they want to do, which sounds absolutely horrible. Because I don't know anyone that does want to go work in the Alaskan coal mines. Like, hello, like we got to have a system of like, okay, you can make money off of this skill, right? And hey, if you don't want to make money off of your Alaskan coal mine skill, there's gonna always be people that will. So you can go ahead and pursue your um, football card trading podcast. Like that's just an example, but like you get what I mean. Um, you can, you, in capitalism, you can at least always try to pursue your interest into the market. Um, in communism, you don't get a choice. You don't even get a chance to do exactly what you love for a living. Um, and doing what you love, I mean, you could work for someone else doing it, but generally what I mean by that is like being your own boss and like genuinely doing everything that you love for a living. Um, that being said, um, the other thing that this kind of rolls into that, um, is like a, the best counter argument to communism, right? Is the inefficiency of it. And this goes into, um, oh gosh. Oh man, I forget who did this. It was, um, oh no, no, no. It was probably Mises or Friedman. Um, the economic calculation problem, which basically says that like, 
if you, so the example that I, a good friend of mine, um, when he was talking, when we were discussing this and he taught this to me, is, is a phenomenal example, um, right, but if you were building a um, train, right, track, and you come to a mountain that you need to go, and I might have actually talked about this on the show before, but I'm going to re repeat it because it is um, it belongs on this show. So uh, if you're building a mountain, and or if you're building a train track, and you come across a mountain, you obviously have two decisions, right? You can either, um, well, you have more than two decisions, right? So, but, which makes it even harder, that's besides the point. So for simplicity reasons, uh, we're just going to go with two decisions, right? Three decisions, four decisions, five decisions, that makes it even harder. Right, so two decisions. You come to a mountain. You're building a train track. One, you could blow through the mountain and um, you know make a tunnel, or you could go around the mountain. Right, and the problem is, right, is you have no way because there's no monetary system in communism, and everyone is just working to work so that they can like receive the other things that they don't work for. <laughs> um, like people who work on this train don't make bread, so the baker like. The bakers give them bread because they built the train tracks. Yes, yeah, that's how it works. So, anyways, um, so without um, a monetary system, then you know you basically cannot calculate um, the labor it would take to blow through the mountain. Um, and even that being said, um, labor is one thing, right? But the cost of the explosives is another thing. Um, you also can cannot calculate. Uh, the amount of steel it would take to go around the cost of the steel. Um, so basically, it creates a, a system where everything is done inefficiently because there's no possible way to determine the most efficient way to do things. Sounds like government actually does this on purpose because they're inefficient at everything they do. Um, but yeah, like those two things, like th those two things right there, the, that there is no, um, there's zero individuality. That is not like some people will say communists are utopian thinkers that is a dystopia to me that's horrifying that sounds like the like my worst nightmare um no individuality so the fact that there's no individuality and no possible way to determine what things are um getting done more efficiently than other things basically like within themselves is the demise of communism there is no real way to make communism work with those two things happening um it's just it's just not happening. It's just not possible. It's just not, it's just not what, what, it's just not feasible. It is not feasible. It is not realistic. It's not good on paper. It's just horrible ideas. It's just ridiculous concepts that, that would have, that first of all, only appeal, like this is, I'm going to say it, right? Communism appeals to the losers of society. Communism appeals to people that cannot like adequately, like, inspect themselves and insert themselves into an area to where they can like be successful and climb communism is applied by people that that cannot climb in society um communism is accepted and and people are proponents of communism that um that cannot um that are jealous of everyone else's success right because the only possible way that you would really like want like a community a society that shared everything is if is if other people had better stuff than you do. Like, obviously, if I don't want to share my stuff, like, I'm pretty happy with my life. And even besides the point, like, I'm, you can ask anyone in my family, like, I'm not, like, one to ask for help. Like, I really very rarely ask for help. Um, and and even when people offer it, I, like, I, you know, I'm, I don't decline necessarily, but I, I let them know, like, hey, 
Like, you don't, you don't have to do anything. Like, you don't have to help me. You don't have to do this. You know, whatever. Um, but my point is, is that like, I'm a very individual person. I'm very independent and I'm very like, this is, this is mine because I worked for it. This is my achievement. Um, and, and communism would be taking that away from me. And to me, that actually would mean that communism defeats the point of life, right? To me, the, the point of life is to come here and is to push yourself in every aspect, in every facet of your life to, to, um, strive for achievement, to strive for growth, to strive for accomplishment and, um, to uh, continually critically uh, look at yourself and, and figure out, you know, how can I do better in things? And communism <laughs> does not allow for that in any way. Um, communism puts everyone in this stagnating, it's like a, like a gross pond. It's just a stagnated pool. Rivers are beautiful. Um, lakes are beautiful because they have rivers flowing through them, right? But rivers are beautiful because there's rushing water, there's rocks, um, there's you got the sounds of it, you have um, na the beautiful nature that grows around them, right? Um, ponds are gross because they have algae and it's stagnant and there's musk, there's there's gray crap on top of the water and it's still you got no sounds to it. There's bugs, right? So capitalism is a river flowing, um, eroding into the earth, uh, transferring minerals, um, bringing water to societies, um, inserting it into lakes, um, and bringing it to the ocean, continuing the cycle. And a pond is a stagnant pool that only provides for the mosquitoes. There, that's what it is. That's what it is, straight up. So um, I choose to um, to partake in the river. I, I like rivers a little bit more than ponds. Plus, you can't go fishing in a pond. Then pond fish are gross. But you can catch a big old catfish or brown trout in a river. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> the 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 point is is that um, is that like taking away individuality. And I'll even take this to a, a spiritual aspect for y'all, right? And it really depends on like what kind of religion you believe in, right? But the way that I see it, right, is God God put us here with this nature of our being because um, we have individual agency. That's why we're the only people that can make decisions for ourselves, right? Which is, this is why, like, I'm truly, like, I know that libertarianism is right because it is the philosophy of individual agency. So, um, basically... I totally lost my train of thought there. Oh yeah, so God put us here because our nature, with the intent of us making individual decisions and being individuals, and because that is in our nature, right? That's how our decisions are made. Um, with that being said, at the same time, it's like um, we are judged individually as well. Like we're not judged necessarily as a society. Um, some people can make arguments from the Old Testament. I'm a Christian, so. Um, the coming of Christ changed everything. Uh, I don't subscribe to the Old Testament for anything other than um, the Old Testament is allusions and similes and metaphors. That's what the Old Testament is um, and stories. Anyways, um, so we everything is done on an individual basis, right? And Satan wanted to take away individual agency. Um, and I guess this, this might just be Mormon doctrine now that I think about it. Um, but... 
Satan wanted everything to be one. Satan wanted people to conform to the natural urges that we all get rather than make individual decisions. Like Satan wanted us to give in to all of, because we all have the same natural urges, right? Because we're humans. That's how our biology is. That's how our chemistry is, right? And Satan wants us to conform to that. Wherefore, morality in a lot of ways came from religion because the goal was not to conform to that. The goal was to put that in a, in a sight and spectrum of um, conflicting nature with how we view our values and behavior and what's best for ourselves and other people. So um, it, overall, morality and not necessarily conforming to the, um, the natural urges of nature, um, this is something that propels man. It's something that actually advances and progresses man. Uh, because it allows us to be more complex in our behavior and our understanding of, of uh, consequences and our, ourselves as well. Um, and, and communism, uh, the, the work of the devil, um, communism ruins this um, because communism removes individuality, individual choice, and essentially uh, deteriorates and abolishes everything that life is worth living for. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Utah Liberty Talk, guys. I um, really appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, we got the Patreon. Um, go look at the website. New article is going to be up, um, by the way, on there. Um, so it'll, it'll be an interesting read, just kind of about some of the activism and stuff that's going on um, here, here in Utah. Um, I, I met a um, journalist at Utah State University named Carrie. And uh, it's it's an article that she wrote. Um, so I'm going to be publishing it here on the, on Utah Liberty Talk today. Um, it'll be pretty much right after this episode is dropped. So, um, anyways, um, thanks for listening so much, guys. Um, oh yeah, the Constitution episode. I'm still working on it. This is yeah. It's like I think I said this before. It's going to take a bit longer than I thought. So um, I'm actually going to. This is like probably going to be the last time I mention it until right before it comes out. And I'm not going to mention it again until it's like ready, like ready to come out. So. Um, yeah, sorry about that. I've actually some people like, uh, be eager about it and, um, ask me about it. So that's where we're at. So I apologize, but, uh, yeah, it just be that way sometimes. So <laughs> thanks again for listening. Y'all have a good one.